Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Job Pod by Beginning to Discover. Thank you very much for joining me on this rather special episode about mental health. Uh, to help us do that, we have the wonderful Tash Bristow, who works for a company called Sanctus. Um, she'll get she'll go into loads of amazing depth about what Sanctus do shortly. But just a quick one: we won't be covering uh, what it's like to work in or become a mental health nurse or a psychiatrist or a therapist coach etc this is actually more focused on mental health as a business uh, and in the private sector um, and the reason we're doing this is because I think it's a role that not many people know about and it hasn't been around that long but also I think it's something that we'll see more of in the future so um, I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. It is so insightful and the reason it's slightly longer, around 35 minutes, is because we go into more depth about why mental health is important in business too, alongside um, what Tash does within it. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Let us know your thoughts at the end and uh, we'll go from there. Cheers. Tash. Hey Sammy, how are you? I'm well, I'm very well, coping well in this COVID-19 period, weird, weird time, oh, right? Um, but thank you so much for joining me. I, I'm really excited to have you on and um, you know all about the job pod and begin and discover about what I'm trying to do. Just before we kind of get cracking on everything, can you just give me a brief, uh, imagine my nan's in the room, imagine explaining to her what you do. Could you do that in 30 seconds please? In 30 seconds. <laughs> so I um I work for a company called Sanctus. So we are a mental health business um that supports kind of mental health within the workplace. So enabling employees to feel comfortable to talk about their mental health at work. Um our kind of big vision is to have the world's first mental health gym on the high street. So it's really about kind of normalizing the conversation around mental health and treating your mental health exactly like you treat your physical health. Um, and so what we're kind of doing at the moment in terms of kind of our business model is creating these mini gyms and these kind of sanctuaries within the workplace um, where our coaches go in and give people a confidential, uh, accessible space to talk. Amazing. And what, what is your specific role at Sanctus, if you don't mind me asking. So my role is partner development lead, okay. um, which is essentially sales. I really hate the word sales, but <laughs> I'm selling something great. So yeah, it's talking to potential new partners um, about the work we do. And then, and when I say a partner, it's, it's a business. Um, and yeah, seeing if they want to yeah, come into a partnership with Sanctus essentially. Excellent. That's so cool. And it sounds like such a great company as well. Like really everything about it is fabulous. I've met the guys who, who run it yeah. George. I think they're brilliant. Um really cool. tell me tell me how on earth you fell into such a position and how 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 did it all come around? From the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, there was it as straightforward as come out of school and did you walk straight into this job like no what? no so <laughs> I think I do actually 
quite often get asked from different people that want to get into the mental health kind of industry or oh, could you talk to me about how you got into it and I always kind of do say that I don't have a very exciting story it's quite boring but essentially when if you kind of go way back to when I was at school I wanted to be a youth counsellor right. I really felt that myself and like my peers really kind of maybe weren't suffering with their mental health but were struggling different things and from like the kind of adults point of view it kind of got shifted to under the carpet like pushed under the rug a little bit I think in the sense that it was like you know hormones or they're just a teenager and all of those things and so I kind of started thinking that I wanted to help support um yeah teenagers in their in their mental health um so that was kind of when I was around like 14 15 um and wasn't really sure how how to do that mm -hmm. um and then I went to uni so I, I went traveling after school um then went to uni and I studied childhood studies right. which basically um yeah I, I I got into Leeds and was was studying childhood studies but I then dropped out after six weeks due to actually my mental health so I was really suffering with my mental health um and so I deferred my place and I was going to go back um but then I started working um I just worked in like a shop in Tunbridge Wells where I'm from in Superdry um and yeah and I was like actually I don't I don't actually want to go back to uni I'm enjoying mm -hmm. earning money and kind of having this independence so I just continued to work there for about a year um and then I was kind of like, what do I want to do? I'm, uh, I'm not really sure, but I knew that I wanted to move to London. That was kind of always in my head. So I came up to London and I literally handed my CV round to like loads of like the times when you kind of just handed it out on paper. And um, yeah, and I handed it round and then I got a job at All Saints in Selfridges. And so I was commuting and I was working there. And then through that, I met some people and we moved into a flat. Um, but at that point I kind of felt like, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work in retail. Um, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do because essentially in terms of kind of the whole mental health side, I knew that I would have had to study to be able to kind of earn any kind of money to live in London. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to put that on the back burner for now and just try and find a job where I can live and have a bit of fun really. Mm -hmm. Yeah um and then yeah I didn't I, I was like I don't want to work in retail what do I want to do I'm not sure so I thought reception if I become a receptionist I could kind of work in all, so many different industries it was kind of endless the opportunity yeah. there to understand different industries and and also get my foot in the door because I didn't have any any qualifications or any much experience so then I got a job as a receptionist in a male grooming salon in Mayfair wow. which was um quite weird but it, <laughs> it was very corporate and grim actually I hated it but I did that for a year <clears throat> um and then I moved to Australia for a year mm -hmm. and then I came back and then I got this job in a receptionist job in a recruitment agency right and then essentially I then fell into recruitment as I think many people do mm -hmm. um which then basically I think 
I was in recruitment. I was I was quite good at it. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but it was kind of what I needed to do right now to, to have money and live in London. So I still threw myself into the kind of mental health, um, not just mental health, but kind of more charity sector um, because that's what I was really passionate about and enjoyed. Right. Um, so and then I remember you telling me about when you were working with like a beauty brand, for example, you would match them with other like charities that focus on helping others if that makes sense like yeah so my first recruitment job I was recruiting makeup artists um temporary makeup artists for the L'Oreal Lux group um and I kind of found myself in this role and I guess it was my first like what felt like kind of a career move Mm -hmm. and I found myself in this role and I was like okay what can I do that is still going to kind of fulfill my passion and what I really enjoy. So I did some research and I found a charity called Look Good, Feel Better. And they basically support women that are going through, it's women and men now, I think, but that are going through um, cancer treatment. And so they do workshops for them where they need volunteers um, to support them with things like skincare or um drawing on their eyebrows all these kinds of things and so I partnered with them in the sense that I just did a lot of stuff to raise money for them through where I worked and I also connected them with my temps that I was putting into businesses that's so good because and I think that's so proactive of you too because you know you're you're almost hitting two birds with one stone you're doing a job that's kind of interesting you're connecting people in terms of recruitment but then you're also doing something that you're passionate about you always you're doing that side the side hustle passion yeah sort of thing. yeah is that how you came to fall across sanctus then how did how did how did sanctus all come around so well i think like just in so that was kind of a charity that i supported i also did a lot of volunteering so i volunteered for um a, a charity that kind of you you hang out with your elderly neighbours. I was a mentor for um, this other charity for this kid in a school in in um, Haggerston. So I was kind of just immersing myself in different kind of areas. And yeah. Sanctus, I ended up following um, because when I was at Ecom, which was my next recruitment role, um, it was actually the founder of Sanctus. His girlfriend was a client of ours. So she was. So So I came across Sanctus and thought what they were doing was really, really cool and kind of just kept a close eye on them. Um, Reached out to them a couple of times thinking that they were a charity and and asked to volunteer. And George, (laughs) the founder, was like, he's now my boss. He's like, "Um, I don't think you understand what we do. But yeah, just kind of reached out for them. I also did that with different things. And then when I moved into my third recruitment role at Hidden, I was one of the first employees, um, which was a really great opportunity to try and um, really shape the culture around kind of mental health awareness and kind of how you talk about mental health um, and normalizing the conversation. And so I did a um, proposal for a wellbeing week at Hidden. And I'd been following Sanctus and I spoke to Ross, who's the founder at Hidden, and he also knew who Sanctus was. 
Um, and then eventually we got Sanctus on board, Ross got Sanctus on board, um, and I kind of became close to the guys, and then this role came up, and yeah. I applied. So it was really kind of quite a long journey. Yeah, and it's so... And, and, in, and in terms of transferable skills as well, just from a kind of application point of view, you're in now, if we say, you know, you're in the partnerships team or sales team, uh, yeah. where being in recruitment is pretty much sales anyway, isn't it? So you've, you're kind of matching the two. You've got what you're, you're proven to be good at and then also what you're passionate about and matching it. So it does seem like you've absolutely hit the nail on the head in terms of your job of where you're at now. And it's awesome to see I'm just intrigued yeah. to find out, kind of going going back to school. Well, why why didn't you go just straight into like a charity and work for a charity straight from the off? Yeah, I think uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and I couldn't I couldn't really tell you like exactly why, but I feel like at school it was very much like you go travelling and then you go to uni or you go to uni there wasn't any other options put to me at all. Um, So if I'd wanted, like in hindsight, what I ideally could have done was go and study like a a college, like a counselling course or something. And and from what I can remember, it just wasn't there. It was kind of ingrained in me, like you go to uni and you don't want to, you feel like you don't want to like miss out on that because everyone's going. But actually it's not always the right option it's really um, tough it's really tough particularly from school and even when you leave university and you don't really know what you want to do uh, and i think this is why this is going to be a really interesting podcast episode with you because obviously you're, you're working in mental health and i presume you have quite a lot of exposure to you know how 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 what mental health is like in loads of different areas i don't know what how many uh, industries sanctus covers I presume it's quite a few um, yeah. but how important is it to just make sure that you're like okay all the like a lot of the time and like how how do companies react to sanctus i think i think how we so how we talk about mental health is is so different and like something i always say when i'm talking to potential new partners is that i've been an advocate for normalizing the conversation around mental health for years and years and years but i do still say those two words and it's almost like ingrained in me to naturally assume and I think society that that means something's wrong like you say mental health and you're kind of led to believe that that means someone's struggling whereas actually there's an analogy that we have I think it's an analogy that we have at Sanctus and and if you really do break it down and you think about mental health and physical health and you think about someone that goes to the gym or goes to see a personal trainer, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're unfit or that they're out of shape. They could literally be the fittest they've ever been because they're going to that personal trainer. And that's how we talk about mental health, that it really is, we all have it, four in four of us have it, and whether it's good, poor, or somewhere in between. And so it's a real kind of, when going into businesses, it's not about kind of when, when people get to crisis point it's actually more of a preventative um and we do coaching so it's very different to therapy um yeah that's interesting i didn't really i i honestly didn't know 
that that's the difference <laughs> or a difference to be honest between coaching and therapy that's super really? interesting yeah i didn't um I don't, maybe it's because i haven't had that much exposure to it but um, yeah i mean to be fair like before scientists i think it's such a gray area when it comes to coaching and therapy and, and i'm still kind of trying to get my head round the difference but really with therapy you know you're you're typically with therapy you're typically work like looking at how you feel in that present moment and this is just quite top line but how you feel in that present moment and kind of looking back at how the past has maybe affected how you feel whereas with coaching it's about and and typically therapy you have once a week or at least every other week and you kind of work through something whereas coaching you can have it's about how you feel in that present moment but really about building on the strengths that you already have so about growing and moving forward um so with coaching you can't necessarily work on everything um so you can talk about absolutely anything in a coaching session uh but when it comes to more mental like poor mental health um that would need more therapy so an example like I have OCD and I talk to my coach about it like the whole time but in terms of actually working on that I have to I'd have to see like see a therapist which I still haven't done (laughs) okay um did you always know that you wanted to work in mental health or was it you were you just waiting for the right opportunity because obviously you were in recruitment for quite a while and clearly very good and successful at it but was this always an area that you wanted to get into I think I always wanted to work for, I guess, a social cause. Okay. Uh, that's the right term. I, I didn't know. I mean, homelessness is something I'm extremely passionate about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think mental health for me was always kind of up there because I think everything comes back to mental health. So with all these social causes, these charities and things, uh, you know, mental health is, is in all of it. Um, but no, not necessarily. I wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't definite that that's what I wanted to do. I just knew yeah. I wanted to help people in some capacity. That's such a lovely trait. I love that. But it's, <laughs> it's, the reason I asked that though, is because I think a lot of people have have all have their passion like the passion projects or their they're something that they're passionate about take music or take kind of i don't know skincare sustainable products or something and then yeah. thinking do i choose going do i do i go down that route or do i just keep it as a passion project and like what's that where do they turn like and how do they find that right opportunity um I guess you. I guess the best advice for you, well, from from your point of view, would be to just continue to put yourself out there in terms of the things that you love doing. And this opportunity has a has popped out of that. Does that make sense? Am I turning yeah. up the wrong tree? No, I agree. I think I think for me, something that I feel quite proud of, I guess, with kind of finally after what like eight years of working, actually doing something that I'm passionate about. I think I never looked too far ahead and I think that's I don't know why because I'm quite well I'm very neurotic about a lot of things but when it came to work I kind of just I did whatever I was doing I wanted to do really really well and for me I really believe in connections and network and so I think it wasn't yeah I just 
did what I did well and brought my passion into there and met people and spoke to people and I think that's that took a lot of pressure off as well because I just knew that like I would get to where I wanted to be in, in some in some way um, and I'm filling that void with the volunteering side of things uh, through doing another job which I also I believe that any job that you're doing you do learn stuff so even if it's not for you and it's not right you will learn stuff and they, that will help you in the future. Definitely. I mean, I remember when you were t telling me about uh, working in recruitment and about how many transferable skills you use that you adapt. Well, like we touched upon it lightly earlier about working in sales, but the amount of skills that you learned in recruitment was crazy, right? That helped you. Yeah. I feel it's weird. Like when I, no offense, Sammy, but when I was in recruitment, I was literally like, I don't know. I felt weird about it. I struggled with recruitment. I, it wasn't, it didn't feel right for me. Um, right. So when I'd like tell people and stuff and actually now I'm out of it, I like realize how like I literally learned so much like from it and like, and yeah, I wouldn't have like changed it for the world, but it wasn't my dream job. It was far, far from it. You know, what were the biggest things that you learned or, 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 took away from your time in recruitment i think think with at hidden um working on site um it made me feel more kind of um okay sorry just for the anybody listening that doesn't know how a recruitment agency works i guess it's yes. the kind of you've got you've got your client that needs somebody hire to be hired and then you've got tash helping them recruit that person. But in this, in this case, what Hidden did or are still doing differently, they, they would actually have somebody inside recruiting from the inside out. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Now, is that quite a simple way of putting it? <laughs> yeah, like, in, yeah, internal helping hiring. But Hidden, we did quite a lot around kind of strategy in the workplace and the hiring process. And I feel like I learned a lot there. But also, I think for me, the biggest thing was learning the different industries. So I recruited in kind of the beauty sector, then digital marketing and e-commerce within fashion, and then creative agencies and kind of all all the roles within creative agencies so i just learned so much and um i'm really not a blagger i so it, it i know there can be that side of recruitment but actually you like you do learn so when when was the point where you decided it wasn't for you when did you were you looking before or were you just kind of like tentatively waiting for that next step well when I before I went to hidden I realized that kind of agency recruitment wasn't for me I think the pressure of the of KPIs so um, and and targets and all of those things um, just never sat well with me I think I've always been a pretty hard worker yeah um, and I didn't, yeah, I struggled in that sense. And then, so I was looking to leave, but I was at a bit of a loss because I was looking to go internal, but I knew that I didn't want to go internal. So then when, but I, but I also was like, I don't know how I would get into a charity or, yeah. um, or, or the mental health kind of world. 
um, at that point. But then Hidden came up, so I was really lucky. But equally, mm. like, that's all through just connections from, like, working. Of course. I think, God, I, think I just think there are so many lessons that people can take away from your, your career path up to date to getting to Sanctus because I just feel like a lot of people jump into things and think that's going to be the only the, the only job that they're ever going to do for the rest of their career when it's not actually necessarily the, the truth do you know what I mean it's kind of I have so many friends that are like super super chilled about every aspect of life but then when it comes to their job it, it you know they really struggle with it and they're like you know I'm this age why am I not in my dream job and you compare yourself to other people and stuff and I think it's really important to kind of look at there's so many variables and to look at your situation and and to feel comfortable and, and I do just I think for me the things that I've always really focused on is that I will make connections through that job whatever job it is and I will learn new skills and with that that will lead on to somewhere so rather than, I think you should, you should aim for what you want, but I think you shouldn't focus on it too much because it can pull you back in a way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, th- I see, I think I saw jobs as like stepping stones through connections and skills because I knew, I didn't know, I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do, but I was like, I'm doing it, I'm going to do it well. They always say it's not what you know, it's who you know. And yeah. as cliche and as overused as that is, it, it is that's, at its very core, it is quite true. But if, you, if you're connecting with people that you're sharing a kind of the same kind of, how do I, how do I say it? So like you're connecting with people that you're passionate about the same things with. Mm. It just makes it so it makes it so easy, doesn't it? So if you yeah. met, if you for example, when you met people at Sanctus, it was so easy for you. You weren't nervous, I can imagine. You were just straight in there. You knew all about yeah. them. So yeah, because- make those connections too. And I think a lot of people see like networking as going to a big corporate event where you don't know anybody. When really, oh my God, really not. So it's done in so many different ways. Maybe that's what people should be. Maybe that's what school should be teaching, how to, you know, what a network is. I, I mean, like networking in that sense, I'm absolutely awful at. I'm the most awkward person ever. So, anybody, Is anybody actually good at that? Like, I just, I, I don't know. know, honestly. It's weird. Maybe Ollie Scott. Maybe Ollie Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe Ollie Scott. Wow. Um, okay, cool. So just going back to Sanctus, because um, I, I, I do think it's a phenomenal company. I think, you know they'll go on to do great things too you just if you don't mind can you just give me if somebody has an interest in mental health for example they don't know <clears throat> they you know they don't necessarily want they don't want to go to uni like um well they don't want to go to uni what do you say the best advice is like how how could you see somebody slotting into a place like sanctus i know it's quite a big question but what could they be doing yeah it's it is a real it's a real tough one because I can only sort of go from what what I did which was just you know pursue what I was passionate about on like a volunteering level um because 
I think money comes into it. Like I, I didn't have, I didn't have the support. Like I had to earn money and I, and yeah, so I don't know. So I think that does come into it. Um, I think showing your passion, I think with Sanctus though, you know, it's, I think it is just about networking, but just networking feels like definitely the wrong word, but, you know, going to talks, like educating yourself and really creating a kind of um, community of people around you that are interested in the same things and that you can learn of and often that you can meet people through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and, is really important. And also my other, my other question is about, sanctus and like just as a company structure for example you working in partnerships and then you've obviously got your coaches as well mm. are there any other roles at sanctus like somebody could be doing for example i don't know so just, how we're structured oh yeah just 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 for somebody that might have heard of sanctus and be like oh, okay yeah. cool, i don't know how they work how what how are you guys structured so we have like um george who's co-founder and cco we have james who's the ceo mm-hmm. um then we have guess sales which is me and george um we then have partner management so that's that's kind of like account management um looking after our partners um we then have george who's our marketing manager we have liam who does content um and then chrissy who kind of does like the coach coordination and vic who does ops so there's yeah there's so many different different things you can do at sanctus and we're still a really small team yeah Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. That's the other thing I want to get across to people is that, or you can work in a particular industry, but there are so many different roles in that world. It's like, yes, you can work in mental health, but if you have, uh, and if you have a passion about mental health, uh, but your skill set is in content. Yeah. A hundred. You can do that. Yeah. You don't have to be an expert in mental health to work in mental health. I think that's Mm. something that, I sometimes I think it you know when it comes to mental health it's it's not a one size fits all as well so when it comes to your knowledge there you know for us at Sanctus we all have our own experiences or what we've learned through the roles or through the research that we've done or talks that we've attended but our HQ team like we're not coaches we're not therapists like and we've all got skills from from other roles that we've been in other industries yeah i think that's so i I think that's a really really good point point to point out um to be fair i'm wondering if there's anything is there anything that you like what would be your best advice for somebody getting into this world into the mental health world i i would I think it's hard to to not just go by what I kind of did but I think just continuing your your passion if you're not you know mental health I do feel is quite a limited industry so it's not you know saturated with loads of different businesses that you can go into so I feel that if it's something you're passionate about, but you're in another role in, in another industry, that's okay. You can still immerse yourself in the, in the kind of community and supporting people and you'll meet people and you'll learn things through that. And then 
you'll you'll create these connections in the different you know whether it's sanctus whether it's unmind like all of these different businesses or organizations i think you can learn skills in other industries maybe if it was before you got into the mental health space if yeah. that makes sense that's, and I guess it's just going from what I did, um, but to not put too much, I think, you know, I guess focusing not on mental health, but just in general, like just to not put too much pressure on yourself to, to be there now, mm -hmm. um, but to continue to educate yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Again, it goes down to research and educating yourself on what's out there and make sure that you're, you understand that industry. Again, it's, yeah all about what beginning discovery is about discovering those different industries and understanding what they what they are and you know yeah. you mentioned unmind which i didn't i didn't even know about for example um if i wanted to you know as gent like super as passionate as you are about mental health the first thing i would do is go and research that market and just get my head around how it all works i, I just think yeah. that's a super starting point um there's so many, so many different kind of it, as I said, it's not one size fits also when it comes to the mental health space, there's so many different ways of supporting people and their mental health, like Sanctus, it's more preventative. And then you have more like, you know, crisis organizations and, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's so varied. And I think really understanding all of those things is really important. Mm -hmm. What would you, what do you enjoy most of it? Enjoy most about it, Tash? It, it, my role at Sanctus. Yeah. I think I think I feel extremely lucky because the guys when they first so we've been going for four years when they first kind of um, started thinking about Sanctus it was completely organic it was off the back of uh, James and George starting their own tech business they dropped out of uni started their own tech business um, which led to them both really suffering with their mental health um, and then they James did this post and then that's where Sanctus started um so I think I think how yeah how it started is is really cool and I think that wasn't actually the question what was the question <laughs> what I, was just asking, what, I was just asking what 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 do you enjoy most about it I, oh yeah I think the fact that my I've been really lucky in the sense that I've got to use the skills that I've already learned like in recruitment and transferred them over to something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm, I'm help. I'm, I'm still from working in recruitment. I think I've got quite a, I enjoy kind of like business and, and that side of things, but I also am super passionate about helping people. And so it's kind of that combined, if that makes sense. Yeah. I still get the kind of strategy and being in a startup, um, but also, yeah, showing vulnerability and, and yeah, and helping people. Like it's, it's just a really cool business. And this is what I was gonna say. The guys, um, they, they started Sanctus and I think they've created a really cool brand that when their, their vision was, you know, the questions that they were asking was why, why is no like why aren't people talking about their mental health why did it take us to get to crisis point why isn't there a nike or an adidas of the mental health world and with sanctus i think they have really created that brand um which i was talking to a mate about the other day and it's a really 
really difficult thing to do with such a sensitive subject to create quite a cool brand where you can joke and you can kind of talk about the subject but in a in a more relaxed way um yeah. and that's something i really love about what we do because i feel like it enables me to be really just myself and authentic and transparent yeah that's so good that's wicked um I think that's a really nice note to end on. Do you think there's anything, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I think we've got so much from that. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's it. I think, yeah, I think just from, from my kind of journey to journey, cringe, but from my like, you know, what I've done to, to get here, I think it, it, and it's easier said than done, but really is a, a case. And I, I feel very fortunate that I've, had that mentality in that kind of space in my life with other parts of my life I definitely don't but it's to really try and not think too far ahead and really not put too much pressure on yourself I think it's really important to do what you're doing and do it well and you know opportunities will come from that yeah but also keep an open mind that's how your 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 knowledge of mental health just grew and grew right because you were putting yeah. you kept putting yourself out there and you kept learning and educating and researching and that's exactly what i think everybody should be doing um yeah. if they're a bit unsure about what their next step is so that's awesome well thank you so much for your time no again. um <laughs> i really appreciate it that's wicked Thanks so much for tuning in to that. Uh, that was Tash Bristow from Sanctus. Uh, super insightful, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, if you have any questions, drop me a note. It's sam at beginandiscover.com. And if you like what you hear, please remember to like, share, subscribe, do all the social stuff for us, uh, and just get in touch with any questions. Uh, yeah. Thanks.